Welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution, where we discuss how to give our senior dogs the best life they deserve, where age is just a number and health and happiness of our senior pets is a priority. Hello, senior dog pet parents. It is so good to have you here. Thanks for tuning in. This week, I'm excited because we're going to deep dive into the signs of canine cognitive dysfunction at home with our dogs, and I'm going to give examples of what this disease can actually look like. But beforehand, I want to check in and see how you guys are doing. We actually had a really interesting day. We just got back from a rescue because we found a turtle that was hit on the side of the road and stopped and pulled over to see if she was still alive or not. I don't know if you guys know this about turtles, but even with pretty significant trauma um, after being hit by a car, they can still be alive and actually live for several days after serious trauma from hit by cars. And so if you do see a turtle on the side of the road that looks injured, you probably want to pull over safely, of course, and just see if they're still alive or not. So we pulled over and we were surprised to see this turtle was still alive. And she actually was a soft shell turtle, uh, which is pretty rare to actually find these guys. And when we called the rescue to let them know that we're going to bring her over to see them, the guy on the phone was super excited that we found a soft shell turtle. He said that he never finds them. And so he was really excited for us to bring her to, to him. So we drove over and brought her over over to them. And the rescue is actually called Carolina Waterfowl Rescue. I have no affiliation. I'm just talking about them because they actually did a fantastic job. So they, within honestly a minute of me calling them, I had two text messages back from them and they were, you know, asking where the injured animal was and got my information and then gave me an address for my fiance and I to drive her over to. So we um, safely picked her up, put her into a box and brought her over to one of their sites. And they were just fantastic. So they were really quick. They got her to the back. They started giving her treatments right away. And so she's in there loving and caring hands. And we're just keeping our fingers crossed that she can, will make it. So we don't know yet, but we'll let you guys know in the future if we hear back from them, if she makes it or not. But just a big shout out to Carolina Waterfowl Rescue um, for just having it super together and being able to take our turtle today. Let's get back to the topic at hand, which is the signs of canine cognitive dysfunction. Last week, we covered the background of the disease, and we discussed how if you have a senior dog that is approaching a decade of age or older, then you really want to pay attention to the signs of this disease, which we're going to discuss today. I also went through statistics of the disease, which show that nearly 30% of dogs age 11 to 12 years of age will have one or more signs of cognitive decline. And for dogs 15 to 16 years of age, 70% of them will have one or more signs of cognitive decline, which is most of our super seniors. And as I stated before, I actually think those numbers are a bit low. One of the biggest challenges with this disease is recognizing it at home. And I experienced this with two of my most recent senior dogs who were Frodo, my Westie, and love of my life that you guys have heard about nonstop in this podcast, and another rescue I adopted at 13 and a half years of age named Bon Bon, who was a teeny geriatric Maltese and a certified ray of sunshine. Both of them started showing signs of cognitive decline at about age 14. And when it came on, the signs were fleeting to start. And I watched as my brain just kind of automatically classified their signs of cognitive decline as senior moments, but I was wrong. And to be fair, I do think all of us at times have a moment of absent-mindedness, but I noticed that these events were becoming more and more common. So a random senior moment that happened every couple of months began happening monthly and then weekly. 
the truth about signs of cognitive decline is that it is not considered a normal aging change for dogs. So it's not just something that happens as we age. It is a disease process. And it's one that we have a lot of different ways to intervene with. So we want to note this disease when it is happening in our senior dogs early and pay attention because we have a lot of things that we can do to counteract it, such as diet, daily practices, such as physical activity and mental stimulation, supplements, medication, appropriate at-home management, and so much more. And we're going to go into those in depth in our next episode. But today, I need you guys to focus on recognizing the signs when they come up in your senior dogs. Let's dive into the four key signs of cognitive dysfunction in dogs and what it can look like for us at home. The first sign that we can see with this disease is disorientation and confusion. And this is just something that we see early on in the disease. The first time I saw signs of cognitive decline in my Westie Frodo, he was about 14 and a half years old. He had just been through a lot, including a really bad episode of pneumonia and chronic bronchitis, where he had been hospitalized for several days. We weren't sure he'd make it, and this episode left him weaker than I had ever seen him, and he had been through a lot in his past. For about a month after his hospitalization, he was a weak version of himself, and I honestly wasn't sure if I'd really ever get my dog back. But with some time and TLC, he would finally recover to a good place, and about a month out from his illness, I remember coming home after one of our shorter evening walks, and I came inside, cleaned some dishes, and he was milling around for a bit, and about 15 minutes later, I was looking for him and found him staring into a corner by our front door. He looked confused. At this point, his hearing was starting to go a bit, and so it took me a second to get his attention, and he turned around and looked disoriented like he wasn't really sure why he was in that corner and was surprised to see me. So I scooped him up and told him he was perfect as I always did, and we went along with our evening. But what I was witnessing that night was Frodo's first episode of disorientation and confusion. Within a few months of that, more instances started occurring, and here's another reason why recognizing the early signs of the disease can be difficult, and that is you adapt. You adapt to the new norm that your senior dog is setting for you at home, and with this, you often can miss the cues of cognitive decline because you are likely just so focused on taking care of your senior pet that it just flies right under your radar. I think that if we can recognize the signs earlier, we can be actively working against the disease with things like diet, supplements, and more. For Frodo, our focus was on trying to keep his lungs healthy because that was a battle that continued to challenge us. And for us, it was the fact that we were so distracted by his other illnesses that we were managing that we missed his onset of doggy dementia. As you recall, after his hospitalization, it took him a while to get back to normal, and he was finally getting there. And so episodes of cognitive decline were not in the forefront of my mind. And that is common when I talk to pet parents. And this is common for this particular age of dogs because senior dogs commonly have other illnesses. So understanding that other illnesses may distract us from recognizing the signs can be helpful in preventing us from missing it in the future. The next sign of cognitive dysfunction in our older pets is a change in their nighttime routine. And this is one of the first signs that owners will notice at home when doggy dementia is starting. This behavioral change is one that perplexes owners and simultaneously impacts them in a major way. In fact, it impacted my fiance and I in a big way too, because if you've ever experienced this with an older pet, well, you know that if their sleep pattern changes, 
so does yours. This change can look like a lot of different things. It can look like a pet wanting to get up and go outside at some point during the night. And that's what it looked like for Frodo and Bon Bon to start. This is a really fun one, especially during the winter, because it's freezing outside and you find yourself out there in the middle of the night <laughs> wondering what your dog is doing. I remember Frodo started doing this a couple of times a week, and then it became a nightly thing he would do. And so I'd sleepily trek outside with him to the backyard, curious to see if he really had to potty or what he thought he was going to do. And then I'd bring him right back inside, hoping he would fall asleep again right away. As this goes on for a while, it can get quickly exhausting. Another few signs that you may notice at home with your dog as doggy dementia starts to set in is pacing at night or the inability to get comfortable, waking up at odd hours like we described with Frodo, sleeping in a different place, or waking up and panting or tremoring. So what do you do when you recognize changes in their nighttime routine? The first thing to do when this happens is to bring them into your vet to rule out any illnesses that could be causing this behavior because a lot of illnesses can cause changes in nighttime routines too. Things like chronic pain, metabolic disease, allergies, cancer, and more may cause restlessness. At this point for Frodo, he was getting diagnostics done pretty routinely. And so we had some more imaging done, rechecked some blood work and urine on him, and we found that every test that we did was clear. This helped us narrow it down to a behavioral issue. After we ruled out illnesses for him, we started adjusting his diet and his routine and other changes that I'll talk to you guys more about in the next episode. But for many of your pets, you may start seeing these signs worsen at some point, and this happened with both of my senior dogs that had CCD. At one point, despite the changes that we made with Frodo, he kept waking up at night about an hour into sleeping and trying to jump off the bed. I started getting worried that he would fall or trip off of the bed because he wouldn't be thinking and he would not use the ramp we had for him. And though I woke up frequently, I wasn't always fast enough to catch my leaping Westie jumping off my bed. Then he'd pace and he'd click clack along the floor even if I had just taken him out or gotten him food. When they get to this point, the problem is they keep you up every night and you can't get sleep. And as any new mom or dad can tell you, losing sleep for long periods of time can wear on you. In our next episode, I'm going to go through a specific suggestion that I have for you guys that are dealing with this, because this tends to be one of the things that hurts pet parents and their dog's relationships the most. Another big sign of canine cognitive dysfunction in our senior dogs is anxiety. Now, this can look like a lot of different things, such as panting a lot, separation anxiety, where your pet can't seem to calm down unless you're with them, pacing, and more. With my sweet geriatric ray of sunshine, Bon Bon, who was the elderly Maltese I'd mentioned earlier, she developed separation anxiety. And this was so not like her. Bon Bon was a really chill little dog. And to be honest, since the moment I adopted her, she was the easiest transition into my family ever. She came into my life about six months after Frodo had passed. And I'll tell you that I was not ready for another dog, but this little girl was not taking no for an answer. So about a year into having Bon Bon, this little tyke who we could leave in our bedroom alone during the day started having anxiety and panting a lot when we weren't home. She actually started scratching up our door when we were gone, which was crazy because this creature was like seven pounds and old and arthritic in every joint in her body. We couldn't figure out what was going on with her. So we brought her to the clinic and checked her out. Now, Bon Bon had a lot of health issues that we were managing and everything that we were managing came up stable on our diagnostics and clean. So we didn't find anything new that could have been going on that was causing this new behavior. 
So we started trying new things with her, like we'd take her with us to work more frequently. And when we did leave her at home, we would use a calming supplement, play reggae music for her, and leave our other girl dog Twig in the room with her for company. And those things did seem to help her relax a little bit. So restlessness, anxiety, and separation anxiety can be signs that also occur with them as cognitive decline begins to come on. Just like I mentioned before, with these new signs of cognitive decline occurring in your dog, it's really important to rule out things like pain or disease elsewhere in their body like cancer. Pain and cancer can certainly cause restlessness in our pets, so be sure not to make the assumption that it is cognitive dysfunction and stay up to date on diagnostics and bring your vet into the picture when you are coming across these signs. So let's move on to one of the next changes you can see with canine cognitive dysfunction, which is soiling in the house. This is one that I know some of you guys have dealt with and are dealing with now. And I'm currently dealing with this with Becca, who is my older Labrador mix and princess of the house. Dogs with dementia have a bit of timelessness that they experience, and we'll discuss this concept of timelessness in our next episode, but it comes into play here a bit, as these dogs are more likely to have messes in the house, and this is because the part of their brain that regulates their schedule and their time clock is often affected with this disease. So now they're all over the place, but what I actually think happens the most is they forget to go potty. Even if you had them on a schedule they've been on for years, they still forget. In addition, as they get older, they're also dealing with losing some control of their bowel functions that they used to have. An example of this is our dogs at this time go out once in the morning, once in the middle of the day, and then several times at night with our last outing at about nine o'clock. This has been our routine for a very long time. Despite sticking to this routine over the past six months, Becca, my oldest senior in the house, who is a 15-year-old lab, has had accidents from time to time. We ruled out any illnesses or UTIs when this would happen, but she'd still occasionally have them. We were perplexed, as many pet parents are, because she would even have them after we just let her out. And what we found was that she wasn't actually peeing every time she'd go outside. She'd walk around for a sec, then just come back to the door, barking, demanding to be let in. Did I mention she's a princess? Because she really is. We think that she forgets from time to time. So now we're at that stage where we walk out with her and just make sure we know what's happening out there. And that helps us a lot. Remember, if your pet is soiling in the house, don't just assume it's due to senility because this can also be a sign of other diseases like UTIs, urinary incontinence, parasites, and more. Many times at the vet, when older dogs come in with these kind of signs, I actually find something that I can actually help the owner treat. So definitely make sure you're going to the vet when these signs come up. The next sign of canine cognitive dysfunction is kind of an extra one that I just wanted to mention here at the very end, and that is going to be a change in their social interactions. And this is one of the hardest ones for pet parents because we've had years, if we're lucky, of hanging out with this dog and we've routines that both of us love. And you start seeing them not enjoy the same things that they used to. And this may happen with you or it may happen with other members of the house as well as other dogs or pets that they live with. So for me, Frodo and I had this weekly event where we would watch CW shows, mostly Heart of Dixie. I don't know if you guys are Heart of Dixie fans, but that was like my jam. And we would have pizza night and he would get ice cream on these nights and we would just cuddle and watch TV together. 
And not even my fiance was invited to these nights. This is like a very special thing between me and Frodo. And so I remember the first time that Frodo was actually restless on one of those nights. So instead of cuddling with me the entire time, he kept jumping down and walking around and couldn't get comfortable. So we stopped our show, went out for a walk, came back, gave him his doggy ice cream treat early. And after five minutes of us cuddling again, he just jumped off the couch and just couldn't get settled. From that point forward, this would happen subtly in the background. He went from being a super chill dog to having some moments of restlessness that affected our bonding time. And that's just a really subtle example of what it can look like. And that was something I only recognize in hindsight because that moment of disorientation and confusion that I told you guys about when I first started this episode happened about the same time I was seeing these things simultaneously. So I want to go over the signs that we went through tonight one more time. So the first sign that we talked about was disorientation and confusion. The next one was changes in their nighttime routine. The third one was restlessness, separation anxiety, and anxiety. The fourth one, soiling in the house. And the fifth extra one that I added in there was changes in their social interactions. I'm now going to go through the complete list of changes that we can see with canine cognitive dysfunction. To start, we have apparent memory loss, disorientation and confusion, staring, wandering, getting stuck in corners, sleep disturbances, restlessness, barking, anxiety, separation anxiety, panting, drooling, obsessive licking, and more. I hope that by sharing some of the signs and the stories that we experienced at home here, that this will help you be able to better pick up on the signs at home with your senior dogs. And remember, the first challenge is recognizing the disease. And when you do start to recognize it, I want to make sure you start to involve your vet and start talking to them about it because there may be some small changes that they can recommend to help you better accommodate your senior dog as the changes of cognitive decline start to set in. If you guys are interested, I also created a free PDF handout for you on my website that elicits all of the signs I mentioned for you to download and put on your fridge because you want to make sure that everyone in your house, your significant other, your kids, they all know what to look out for when it comes to this disease. In that same PDF, I have a little chart where you can document any possible cognitive impairment episodes that you witness, the date that it happened, and then you can keep track of it and hopefully be able to pick up on things easier. Now, when you bring them to your vet, your vet may just say that we're just at a point where we just need to kind of keep monitoring it, and that's totally fine. Our dogs will have different forms of this starting to set in, and the point of this is that we just want to start monitoring it so that when it's time to intervene, we're ready for it. Now that you guys are prepped on what to look out for at home as far as the signs of canine cognitive dysfunction, next week, we're going to talk about the actual treatments that you can do with your dog. So for anyone that's going through this at home already with their dog, and they're curious as to the things that you can do and the things that I think that work really well, we'll be talking about those in detail in our next episode. And I can't wait to talk to you guys about some of the things I have to recommend. I want to thank each and every one of you guys for being here and listening to the Senior Dog Revolution podcast. Thanks for being a part of my community. And if you haven't done so yet and you'd be so kind, please take a moment to leave me a review on whichever podcast platform you listen to. Thank you for being here with me on the mission to help improve the lives of senior dogs everywhere. Until next time, I hope you and your senior dog have an amazing day.